Welcome back to the Tango. Welcome back to the Tango. <laughs> Welcome back to Tutti Tango. <laughs> How? After all this time, we're It's still me. messing up. Welcome back to the Tango. Peace. Welcome back to Tutti Tango. This is Justin. I'm Victoria. And we're here. We're on here. The last episode of our season. Season one. To talk about stuff and things. Why did it take us to, so long? This is like take three of this final episode. This is take three of the final episode over the course of about a month. Yeah, we kept recording and like not liking how it ended up, and then editing the entire episode, and then not liking what it, how it ended up. Yeah, and on top of that, it just work works. It's been busy and shit. And we're planning on moving out. Fun fact. Yeah. Um, that's all. Trying to look for an apartment and shit. For all stuff to come in the future. Um, Update, we're getting an actual mic, so we won't be recording season two on my phone. Are you excited? It'll be interesting seeing um, what it'll sound like on a mic. I was honestly, I'm still surprised at how good uh, the audio quality sounds on just a phone. Yeah, um, well, it's a good phone. It's Pixel 3. I'm curious, though, listening to the recordings, I feel like, I feel like I can hear a little bit of like background, just white static. So I'm curious to see if having a microphone will eliminate that very small problem. That and also like a bit of the tinniness of well, we're recording in your basement. Yeah. Well, also like we well, we can't record anyone else anywhere. Anyone else. else? We could technically record in that little closet, and that would actually probably I would be terrified. Justin's pointing at this like really small closet-looking enclosure in his basement, and. It looks like somewhere ghosts would hide. But it'd be a lot better. Like ghost babies. It'd be why specifically babies? Children ghosts are infinitely more creepy. Children than... ghosts are infinitely the least creepy because if there's a child ghost in front of you, you could just punt it and it'd like fly <laughs> no. across the, fly across the hallway. If it's a fucking adult ghost, you try to kick it. It's just I don't know. It's probably gonna spook you, dude. Okay. Right. Also, children ghosts are still children. They're still dumb. No, sometimes they're creepy. Have you ever watched Orphan? No, it's probably not even that scary. Orphan is about this girl who gets adopted by this regular nice white family with another son, and they think that she's twelve, but she's actually like forty years old and has a condition that she can't age. So, she like seduces the dad and like murders everyone else. It's weird. It's kind of gross. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, dude. She had a really good performance, though. It was a pretty. Who good was movie. the actress? I don't remember her name. I watched this. Like, was it a twelve-year-old girl or was it actually a forty-year-old? No, 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 no. It was girl. like a teenager, I think, or like, like a twenty-year-old that just looked really, really young. That's unfortunate for that person, but also good for the role. Yeah, born for it. So last time Nicole was here, she actually ended up also talking about polyamory, and she identifies herself as a polyamorous person, and she kind of explained to us who are a monogamous couple how polyamory works uh, in. Her own system. Also, I just have no idea what, or I had no idea what polyamory was until she kind of explained. So it was pretty interesting. Yeah, uh, here's a clip right here. Quickly, I'll tell you what polyamory is and why I'm not for the unhealthy version. <laughs> um, and you guys can ask me questions again. Yes, like, we so will. You have... Welcome to Nicole's Polyamory 101. <laughs> <laughs> um, unfortunately, like when I talk about it with my friends, they're always like. Oh, like that sounds easy, whatever, and like non-committal. Like, no, polyamory <laughs> is like so much more work. Mm. Um, okay, hold, can I just guess what polyamory is, real quick? Yes. Yeah, oh, sorry. <laughs> I have no idea what it is, okay. and I'm just assuming it's when you're okay with being in a relationship with multiple people at once. Yes, but um, in a committed way. Because an open relationship, and this is just labels that is like commonly understood. You can use your own labels and define it however you like. You can also put rules in that you prefer. Okay. But in general, an open relationship is when you are like each other's main partners, and you see other people, but you don't commit to them. Like you may like sleep with them, you might you know go out on dates with them, but there's no commitment, like emotional commitment as well. Yeah, yeah. And then polyamory is when you're in a committed relationship with multiple people. And so, like they, there is there is um, an element of being responsible for telling these people what you're doing, like your regular girlfriend or boyfriend or partner. That sounds so fucking hard. 
It is what hard. What the fuck, dude? I And from what I understand about polyamory, there's different like structures so that like some poly- polyamorous relationships like uh two people will be committed to person A but not to person B, but mm-hmm. person A and B will be connected and person B also has two other connections but they all know each That's other. It's like playing relationships on hard mode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It literally what the is. Fuck? Yeah. Or like you person A and B are in a committed relationship. And then their partners are in relationships with each other. And you can also have a hierarchy system where, like, person A and B are main, like, main primary, couple and like then... primary partners. And then they have secondary partners who may or may not know each other. Yeah. <laughs> how, do they, how do people not play favorites? Because, like, you can have multiple friends and not have favorites. But if you're having sex with them, you gotta have a It's a lot of people who, are, like, can separate a lot of like their emotions from sex and also people who want to distribute that emotion amongst different people. Exactly, because I think that a lot of the times that people will say like I'm in an open relationship and that's just like a way to like not communicate or Yeah, they take it way off left yeah. base and be like, "Oh yeah, I'm in an open relationship" and turns out that they're just straight up cheating. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. <laughs> like I think that um people will use like polyamory as like an excuse to not be committed but it's like in the i believe the origins of the word it's you were in love with multiple people and so like that to me is indicative of like a deeper commitment to make sure like they're emotionally satisfied and physically as well um and so i think that like a lot of monogamous couples will kind of use that as a playing card to like save their relationship because they're not communicating properly they don't feel satisfied they want to seek out like an experience and their partner isn't really for it or wants to stay in the relationship because it's comfortable but like want to seek out other opportunities so that's not what it is <laughs> um it, it's it's it is like uh really juggling relationships on hard mode yeah. and like i didn't have multiple partners when i was with my last partner he did um and so it's kind of like navigating the emotional world of like jealousy and oh my understanding like that's okay yeah exactly like jealousy is actually okay but it's just like the way that you handle it that is often not (laughs) oh yeah that would just utterly consume me like 24 7 see that's the thing where it's like very much a self-awareness mode as well it's Mm -hmm. a very um interesting way to see your own emotions and how they play out Mm -hmm. because when you're jealous in a relationship that has multiple people from this is all of what i've heard of polyamorous relationships (laughs) i have zero actual fucking experience with it but from what i've heard it's like a very introspective way of looking at a relationship because you very much need to be very comfortable with yourself in order to have a healthy polyamorous relationship yeah and i think that's the case actually for monogamous people as well because but i think people default to the monogamous relationship and don't actually know how to be healthy in a monogamous relationship and that's where it comes in yeah exactly exactly like my thing right now is i'm not going to commit to you and feel like you need to commit to me when i know that you're not end game but i'd like to be emotionally and physically satisfied like I am with my friendships but like you know it's yeah. just like a little, a little bit different a little bit nice to to have um and I just think that a lot of like monogamous monogamous couples aren't self-aware enough of their insecurities and will just like make their partner compensate for where they're lacking um, and then communication is a huge part in that exactly exactly so like having been to therapy (laughs) and like having had to like digest my emotions for all of my childhood I'm very very communicative so I can and I'm very self-aware so I can explain like hey I'm feeling jealous and this is why um and like I just need you to tell me that you still have feelings for me and then I'll be fine and there's like a lot of trust involved in that um and so I feel like a lot of the faults in monogamy is when people are jealous and don't know how to cope with that and aren't introspective enough to identify like where they feel like their relationship is lacking or don't have the capability of emotionally processing things or like their partner isn't either and able to um, help them like discern where the root of a problem is and so that's when like a lot of monogamous couples kind of fall apart is is seeking out, like, certain things that, like, you can totally find in monogamy, but, like, to me, it's just not worth investing that effort into one person right now. (laughs) I think it's also different when 
you're dating for end game and when you're dating for just like having the fulfillment. Yeah, yeah. That's and, very much different because and there's different ways of using polyamory. Like I may end up in a monogamous relationship in the future. Like that's open for me, but some people just that isn't enough for them or they still feel like they want to have multiple partners and yeah, I don't know. I think that um a lot of the times when people employ it at this age they don't understand like it's not just like a facade like some people are aromantic and they don't want an end game kind of relationship and that is their end game so do you find most monogamous men are basically incapable of processing their emotions yes (laughs) (laughs) yes but i also think that men in general are same uh like Yeah. yeah i don't want to perform your emotional labor for you and that's it. <laughs> I think also the effort comes in as well. Like, f- f- like on my perspective is like, if I'm in a monogamous relationship and I know I'm dating for Endgame, I will put in that effort to grow with you, even though like, I know myself that I'm not completely there either. Like, yeah. we can learn off of each other as long as yes. I'm not pulling like a dead fucking horse behind me. I've been yeah. hearing right. that a lot lately. A lot of girls saying, I don't want to perform your baggage for you or something like that. Yeah, because a lot of the discourse about that is about i don't want to be your therapist or your mother yeah yeah i i, I will say from a guy's perspective i've never heard of a guy saying they wanted that though it's something but interesting they, but they like when you're with your friend it depends like all the men in my life are very emotionally aware and i cannot be friends with them in the capacity that i am without that because i'll end up just being like their mom and also <laughs> it's not always explicit too yeah no it's exactly. definitely not explicit and it's not something that guys will be like oh yeah i want a girl that's like my mom that's like some fucking Freudian. <laughs> that's some not freudian that's oh, fuck is it orphelia no fuck whomever's no freudian is when the girl likes a dad Couldn't there's be something else oedipus there we go yeah i remember oedipus complex oedipus yes. is where you want to fuck your mom which is actually taken out of context oedipus wanted to die after he found out that he fucked his mom oh my (laughs) that's fair he accidentally fucked his mom is he the guy who cut out his eyes yes because he realized that he fucked his mom that's a that's a fair reaction yeah so that that's one of those things that like went through time and kind of got bastardized but okay word word. yeah (laughs) so oedipus complex like it's still a thing but that's not actually what it is i think a lot of the okay so men weren't grown they didn't grow up in the society where like they had to talk about their feelings like you could just i'm a macho man (laughs) you could just punch each other in the face and be fine you know you kind of walked away from that but girls like that's not okay (laughs) Um, like we were raised to believe that if we were physical then that's a problem like, yeah. So we were kind of forced to use our words and emotions and yeah. deal with them. Yeah, and then um, a lot of the times when guys are together, like, this is obviously a uh, stereotype, um, but, like, they don't talk about how they're feeling, you know? So, like, they don't, like, you know, you just chill with your boys, but then, like, when you're with your girlfriend, like, and, and this is this is the case for, like, probably uh, homosexual men as well and people who identify as male, like, you know, you guys have it a little bit different. Um, just to be all inclusive, because I'm a, uh, <laughs> I'm a real feminist, okay? <laughs> not that fake shit. No, not fake shit. I'm not a. Is it turf? I don't know. Oh, Anyways. turf is. What the fuck's a turf? Trans exclusionary radical feminist. Yeah. Oh, it's an E with a tur- turf. Okay. Exclusion. So like, basically, it's turf like the U. No, 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 no. It's basically like feminists who believe that trans people aren't women. Yeah, oh. well, yeah, so, like, yeah. I, uh, believe that, yeah, I try to be inclusive. Anyways. <laughs> Sidetrack. Um, big time. <laughs> All the time. Um, men just, like, weren't brought up to, like, figure out their emotions, and so, like, when they're with a partner, and it's typically in a heteronormative, blah, 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 um, then they, like, talk about things with their girlfriend, because their girlfriend will, like, probably force them into that conversation. It's like, like, I need you to talk about your emotions. Yeah, like, figure, like, and then, like, kind of boil it down to, like, what the real problem is, or, like, you having to be able to articulate your feelings, um, and so then, like, I think women now are kind of figuring out, like, there's a lot of, like, things that are plaguing everyone and we're tired of being the only ones you fucking talk to about it 
like, like, we already developed an emotional support system before we got to the relationship. Yeah, exactly. And then guys are just figuring out how to build a support system. That's where, yeah, like, but that then little disconnect typical is. support system is just their girlfriend. Just the girlfriend. That's where it falls apart, because if you don't have anything outside of, like, your immediate relationship, it's a re- another reason why you can't be uh, a therapist for a family member. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just too many interlocking circles that don't work. Because not only is there bias, but also there's, like, the emotional labor from, like, not only being the therapist, but also being, like, a part of the relationship, because that also affects you as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, my my partner, uh, one of his friends died, and so um, he's very emotionally aware. He's the one that I was in, like, he is polyamorous, um, mm-hmm. and so, like, he barely, really understands how to process his emotions, um, and so then he was, like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go around to my male friends and ask them how they're feeling. Because a lot of the times, I guess, guys don't do that in, like, a true sense of, like, really, really going into emotional stuff. Yeah. Um, and he came back to me. He was like, Nicole, like, it's exhausting because men just don't understand how to, like, talk about their feelings. <laughs> and then in order to, like, figure shit out for them to be able to articulate it, you need to invest a lot of your time and emotion and effort so then it's very laborious. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of examples of where I talk to my guy friends about their feelings. Like, other than, like, talking to them, like, oh, how you doing, bro? Like, that's it. Yeah. And it, sometimes it's just, like, the surface level, level shit where it's like, oh, yeah, I got on a fight again or whatever and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And that's where it stops. Like, yeah. there's no deeper issues. There's no, like, in-depth conversations unless it's, like, a best friend or something. And even then, there's, like, that barrier of, like, empathy versus sympathy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like once you bring in empathy, that's a lot more personal energy. I feel yeah. like for my guy friends, like, I will I will have a perfect, I guess, like, an, I will emotionally ask them how they're doing mm-hmm. if I know they're just like a friend that I can ask that but I know a lot of guys like who's very much so like masculine guy where it's like I'm not even gonna bother because there's no point yeah it's all you're always gonna get like that surface level answer yeah I just I just feel so sorry for boys yeah it's such a hard time because also like you have that statistic where guys are more likely to commit suicide Mm. because they are least likely to seek out help yeah. Especially with mental illness. I figured out what I was going to say. All right. <laughs> Boys. Okay. Because I have very little to relate to other than feelings and like <laughs> trauma. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me your trauma on the yeah. second date. <laughs> no, like just on the second time I fucking meet you. Whatever. <laughs> uh, it's very casual because it like I. It's a very emotional experience that is like you vibe with someone on a deeper level that's like yeah. instant yeah exactly so because i do that with men who don't typically receive that from people i have so many dudes who are like on the rocks with their relationships coming to me to figure out what's wrong and how to fix it and like also vaguely like cheat on their girlfriends because they don't they want like that emotional connection yeah yeah that- because like i perform this emotional labor for them of like how are you feeling in this relationship? What is your girlfriend saying? How does that make you feel? How do you think she feels about this? And I it's go just through asking that. The you have to explain that kind of stuff to people? Yeah. Yes! What the fuck? <laughs> and it's, it's just asking specific questions that are born out of empathy that don't get asked. Yeah, I mean, and so, like... This sounds like you're just talking to... I, I know, I don't mean this actually, but it just sounds like you're talking to a lot of socially inept people. Well, it's not really socially inept. It's more like... Emotionally inept. Inno- <laughs> yeah, it's emotionally inept. Because you can have really outgoing people and people who have, like, a bunch of friends, but they never emotionally connect to anyone. Yeah, and, um, like, so I met this dude. He was cute. Uh, and he was, like, on and off with his girlfriend a lot. And at one point, she cheated on him. And he was, like, very much so, like, we were chatting, and I was like, all right, so you're not together. Like, we can get, like, we can go out. Like, that's fine. Yeah. Um... So, like, it kind of was, like, a weird relationship like that, and I didn't realize that it was wrong at the time. And then eventually he was like, I'm going to get married. And I was like, what? what? Like, yeah, so they get back together, like, after not talking to me for ages. This man comes back, and he's like, how's everything? I'm like, oh, school's doing well. Like, I'm doing all this stuff. And he's like, yeah, I'm getting married. And I was like, okay. Okay, that's nice. <laughs> and, like, uh... and, he's, and I was like, well, I guess it's good that we never did anything. And he was like, I don't know about that. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> What? <laughs> You're getting married. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, what? Yeah, so I was like, damn, this boy, like, really didn't fucking get over, like, the fact that she cheated on him and, like, they were on and off so much that, like, 
I really don't think they should have gotten married. Not to be like, he should have been with me. But. No, but like in that case, especially when going forward, like I know people who've gotten cheated on and have kept that relationship, but never really got over it. Mm-hmm. And I can foresee that like, that's going to be a problem in the future. That's like something, whoever it was, the like the victim, quote unquote, like they just buried that shit. Yeah. And just wanted to stay in that relationship because it was comfortable. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's a future <laughs> problem waiting to happen. So, like, for me, I'd rather just, like, give men the freedom to see other women so that this way they don't rely on me exclusively for those things because I'm not here to provide it for you. Like, hmm. that's a lot for me to give and for you to ask for. And I'll help guide you through that, no problem. Like, I'm here to help you become better like i'll make you good for your next girlfriend um <laughs> <laughs> just don't put that shit on me. yeah exactly like i won't i and i can emotionally like because my friendships are so great i'm emotionally satisfied so like i can just help you get through your shit and like be better for the next person because like if you're right my end game i don't need to put work into you like that <laughs> hmm. in my opinion see that's something that's changed within the past couple of generations because even between, like, my mom's generation and mine, and also my mom is, like, born in a completely different country, di- completely different culture, but something that she would always say to me was, like, oh, you need to train your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, I, how I trained your father. I'm, like, if I wanted to train something, I would get a dog. <laughs> so, yeah. that's not something that I want from a relationship. This is the point of, like, having two people who are 100% and making it 200 yeah, and like, but if I I don't mind putting in the effort to grow together. Yeah, but if there's a difference between guidance and reliance. Yes, guidance exactly. is something. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. There's a, definitely a difference between guidance and reliance because guidance is more like, okay, we'll work together on this problem. And we'll both have the effort and we'll both figure it out together. Yes. Reliance is just like, please help me. Please help me. I'm not gonna give anything back, but please help me. Yeah, and I think I'm I I think I'm a little bit I think okay. Cancel culture is very, very prevalent. So they're like, as long as, like, you have, for me, you have to have a strong foundation. So you need to have friends that you talk to about your feelings. You need to be emotionally aware. And I think that that's pretty decent. That's not much to ask for. It's not much to ask for, but it is. Like, it really is. Um, and that's why I struggle to connect with people. Um, and, but so I, I'm very willing to, like, help people learn the skills to guide themselves through emotional processing. Like, I'm not just going to say no right off the bat. Um, But, you know, like, there's a certain level I'm willing to invest. And, you know, if it's not reciprocated, I'm very aware. And so I'll just pull out. Hmm. Um, Pull again strong. (laughs) Yeah, like 0% chance of pregnancy. (laughs) (laughs) 0% chance of emotional pregnancy. Yeah, like, you are not embedding your uh, luggage, your baggage into my luggage or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Coffee in your bagel. Yeah, no, we're not here for any of that. You have been very silent. I want to hear your take on this. Oh, uh, I don't really have much interesting to say. Are you just processing? (laughs) Yeah, thinking about a lot of it. I'm thinking to myself, am am I someone that has... A lot of emotional baggage. I don't know. No, oh, okay. you were very outgoing, and you already had like a support. Like you already had a bunch of friends, and you weren't like, yeah, everybody has insecurities, but you were open to having um, like conversations about it at least. Yeah, I think that's like even hard for some men to do. Yeah, like even being open to talking about emotions and not just being like, oh, I'm just a guy, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, hyper-masculinity is the bane of my existence. Yeah, and, like, I feel like it's not actually... Like, I've, I have a friend who was hyper-masculine, and then after talking to him, he opened up so much, and it didn't take that much. I was just like, hey... Just a couple of questions, like, you know? how are you doing? And then eventually <laughs> he came to me with the answers, was like, I'm feeling nervous because of this, or I... And, you know, like, he never like emotionally relied on me or anything but I think I gave him the skills to like recognize when someone genuinely cared about how he felt and then moved from there but he does have like that face of being hyper masculine oh yeah it's like I'm the alpha yeah um but it's not like there's a difference between toxicity and like just being like this is how I was raised yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. when when you're like oh I just want a girl who's like easygoing like you just want it to be easy then like (laughs) you're not willing to you know what I hate when people are like, oh, this person's so high maintenance when they actually just really... 
when they actually just really mean that this person needed emotional support or they just had like emotionally needs that you could not meet. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> that's not high maintenance. It's just a regular fucking human. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like. That just tells me that you were not ready for a relationship and you just got in there for the smash. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, could that's... not pull out properly. Yo, that's straight up okay too. I think. It's yeah. Just, just like, going really in for the smash. Yeah. Fine. But like my thing with dating is like. When it's early off when you're dating, when you're still trying to figure everything out, fine. But at our age, especially, mm-hmm. I think people need to know what the fuck they want. Wait, do you mean at 30 or like 23? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, generally in our age. I'm saying like versus high school when you're going through like teasing. puberty and shit. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Like at this point, I think people should know at least kind of what they want. Yeah. And like people who are self-aware will kind of, like, know what they want. And you guys are, have many more layers to dating than I ever had. When I was dating, I was like, I just want to have someone that I can love. It's like, really I all want I thought love. about. You I, know what, though? I had that. I had that at a very early age, and he was older than me. Like, he was six years older, right? So I fell in love, I saw my future, and then we broke up and all of it went away. Oh, and so right. then I had to start from scratch. And also learn a lot about yourself. Well, I actually did with him. Like, he, he really... Although, like, he was so much older, dating someone so much younger, he mm. really did, like, frame things in a way, like, you should really think about what you're saying, Nicole, like, maybe you want to look at it from this perspective or that perspective. And so he actually very... did guide my growing up in, mm. in, in I think, a good way, because I am the way I am partially because of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I think that, you know, I found someone I wanted to love, and mm. then, you know... It didn't work out. Yeah. Um, but if you don't have that previous experience of, of like, being emotionally connected on such a deep level, like, that would be your first go-to thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then you find, oh, I want more than just wanting someone to love. Like, I, I want, want somebody to love me back and also in a healthy way that it's sustainable. Exactly. You think he's going to listen to this? No. Okay. Don't worry about it then. We're all good. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, he also, I think he also, like, recognizes that. Like, I've said all of this to him. It's not okay. a, Yeah, like, it's not something new. Like, okay. I tell everybody everything. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole is a book. <laughs> Open yeah, book. I'm a fucking telenovela. You get drawn in. You, you get this <laughs> double zoom in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get drawn in. You stay for the whole story. <laughs> Peace. Uh, Tinder. That's what we left off on. Right. When right. we left off, it was Nicole who visited us. And we got her to download a bunch of apps like Tinder. So we downloaded Tinder and... Bumble. Uh, no, not Bumble. We did Coffee Meets Bagel and Inner Circle. I swear we tried Bumble too. No, we didn't. Oh, okay. And inner... You were just having a stroke. Inner Circle, the world's She actually got sketchiest. into... So she told me she actually got into Inner Circle, but the uh, sign-up process, like the things that they asked afterwards, it was just too much. So it makes just, me like, immensely sad. I want to know what's in the Inner Circle. We should... Try making an account and seeing what's in there. We should enter our own. We should make our own dating app called the Inner Triangle Illuminati. (laughs) I'm sure there's like a spoof one out there. And also Coffee Meets Bagel where you like buy people with beans. Where you buy people because people are... Commodities. Exactly. You you took the words in my mouth, my guy. We're commodities in the dating world. Apparently. So they also sent me some... Not by they. Nicole sent me some interesting stories from some her. conversations yeah so she actually met up with some people on tinder so it was in my book successful uh let me scroll. what what do you what do you measure what's what's the what what's a success when you're on when you're on a dating app like a successful date you sleep like, with someone no, no no success means like you actually end up going out with someone and there's a meaningful connection she actually went out with someone and even though like they might not be together like she said that she's met, like, a very interesting person who is a good friend. Oh. I think that's a success. Still friends with them. Yeah. Oh, that's very good. Yeah. She said that Coffee Meets Bagel was so hard to use and there were, like, too many paywalls because everybody was, like, a bean commodity. That, that was weird. so weird. Did you pay to use it? Yeah. Well, it's free to use, but, like, if you want more beans, if you want, like, more of a choice or you want to buy the more expensive, quote-unquote, people, which is weird... Well, it's then, like, what's the guarantee that they're even going to reply to you? Yeah, That's just exactly. like matching with a hot chick on Tinder, and then she doesn't reply to you. It's just yeah. like, okay. Well, people pay to do that. The people on Tinder pay to have super likes and, like, 
specifically, I don't know, go to locations and match with a random French girl who may or may not like you. I just find it so strange, like, paying to, to match with people who might not talk to you. Yeah. She said that she actually, like, talks to the the one person that she uh, met in person, and she talks to them pretty frequently. It would be interesting if in Coffee Meets Bagel, you could see someone, you could make a, like, a tentative, 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 you could make a tentative purchase, and then on that person, on that person's account who you're making that tentative purchase to, they can see that they would purchase you, and then you can reciprocate that purchase, and then... By both confirming, you're essentially locking in a conversation because you guys are willing to spend it on each other rather than just one person, one-sided matching. Or you could just not pay for people. Well, that's, <laughs> we're talking about the point of using the app, though, right? I know, I know, but like, I just don't understand the purpose of buying people's dating profiles as a commodity. That's what I'm saying. So I'm trying to explain yeah. like maybe a good, a good way of using it, but like the current way in our very... Narrow limited experience. 10 minute experiences that doesn't make sense yeah oh and then she nicola had one very weird experience so she went to this person's house like looking for a hookup or whatever and nice. instead he got like super high and on, on what i don't know this is definitely not just weed because listen to the story uh so he kind of didn't realize that he was being weird like they were trying to like smash and he was, like, meditating for 30 seconds. He was like, I will be lustful. <laughs> and she was just like, what the hell is happening? I will be lustful. Like, 30 seconds isn't objectively a long time, but, like, in the moment, that's, like, that's weird. 30 seconds before you're having sex while muttering, I will be lustful, is quite possibly the scariest thing <laughs> any guy can do to a woman before having sex. Like, I'm pretty sure I'd become... At, like, if I was the woman, I'd fear to be, like, a sacrificial lamb. Yeah, exactly. Like, the cult members come out of the walls. That's terrifying. <laughs> and apparently, he referred to his dick as Baby Bird, who wouldn't wake up. And that's why he needed to meditate and it's, say, I will be lustful. It's sad that his Baby Bird wasn't actually Big Bird. It was just Baby just Bird. Baby Bird. <laughs> kind of cute. Apparently, he was, like, really sweet and normal before that. It was just, like, he just happened to get super high before she got there. He should have meditated to become lustful beforehand. Yeah, no. And he was, like, trying to go in with, like, no prep whatsoever. And she was like, um, excuse me. Just and he like, was like, yeah, I forgot. No foreplay. <laughs> no foreplay. Not even, just, not even a kiss. Just meditating not baby even bird. A, not and even then a like kiss? Going, nope. Just meditating baby bird and then going straight for it. Okay, all I'm, all I'm imagining right now. So, hold on. You know, in my mind, like, is... Are they both naked already? How did this happen? I think they're both did, did, naked already. Did he just... But there was a foreplay. So what? Both of them are just like, all right, let us take off clothes. And then no, he there just... was probably like a little foreplay, but like once it actually got to the deed. The deed. The deed. Like... <laughs> what it, was that? It, I don't know. But once they actually got down to it, it doesn't look like... Just trying to stick it in? Yeah. He was just trying to go for it. And she was like, um, excuse me, no. The madman. Yeah. And apparently a few days later, he texted her and he was just like... I feel we have this tantric energy. She's like, no, 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 <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> Nicole, you just gotta be more lustful, you know? No. That guy's it's, fucked, dude. I will be lustful, is the word. So wait, is, she, is he the one that she's talking to still? No, 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 this uh, is a different dude. Okay, thank God. Yeah. Because, like, you sh that, that's, that's, a, that's a guy. Yeah. And then we have another one from Hiwat. Hi, Hiwat. What's up? She says, on my first ever Tinder date, a guy revealed to me he was a recovering coke addict, which is okay, I don't judge, but this is the first date and it was kind of weird. Uh, he then told me after hearing an EDM song in the restaurant we were at that he got reminded of his best friend ODing at a festival and then towards the end of the date, he told me feminism was stupid and he didn't believe in it. These are all my fir my favorite first, first date, date topics. <laughs> I, know, I love right? these topics on the first date. He kept messaging me after the date and invited me over saying that he made good pasta. She never messaged him again. I wouldn't want to taste this man's lasagna. No, that that's no. That was funny. I also got a question for males in general from my friend Caitlin. Okay. Uh, you will be representing males in general. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> she said, can you answer why men need to know when you had sex last and how that affects their ability to sleep with you? So the question is why men would want to know the last time a woman had sex. Yeah, and why that affects their ability to sleep with them. 
can you use this in a sentence? <laughs> okay, well, I don't know. When I think about that, uh, first of all, it's a really weird question. Yeah. Like, I personally have never really heard of, I guess just in, like, the guys that I know, I've never heard any of them say anything like that before, but if I, I were to take... Nice boys. If I were to take a general guess at it, it would be something like um, a very self-conscious guy who is probably looking to only fuck virgins, which I find kind of weird. Either that or either trying to aim to only fuck virgins or to only fuck uh, very experienced people. Either of the two. Either of the two. It would I make, think it would make in more her s- sense, she was asking like, oh, if you've slept with someone, some guys will be like, oh, no, I don't want to be with a hoe or something. Which is weird because like a dude can sleep with like a dozen girls and like he's not a slut. But, yeah, like, no. he totally is, right? <laughs> it's like every hyper-masculine brown dude who's just like, oh, I want girls to be like good-natured and whatever, but the guys can be like going around and playing whatever. And also like they won't eat on a girl, but you know, they can only Oh, God. Head. It's like... It's so weird that they're so hyper masculine, but also vaginas are gross to them. It's like, are you? Yeah, I'm like, what? What do you want to fuck then? Like a amorphous uh, hole? A beanbag? I don't, <laughs> like, I don't understand. That's one thing I truly do not understand. Like those obscenely alpha guys, but then like once it comes down to, to it, like they're a like... fucking just a, it's a vagina, man. Like Jesus <laughs> you Christ, you wanted this. <laughs> like you basically have a vagina on your butt as a guy. It's a butthole, essentially. A butthole. It's still a hole. Like uh, you have one. It's not. It's not crazy, right? It's just. It's a fucking it's hole. It's not scary. I don't understand. That's one thing I truly, I don't understand. I don't empathize with. Those are some weird guys. Yeah. Super weird guys. I think in the sense of like asking for safety, which is like a conversation that never happens usually. Then that would make sense. It's just like, oh, when was the last time you had sex? And like, did you get tested? Well, I'm assuming that this is when, who asked you this question again? Caitlin. I'm assuming when Caitlin asked this, she's asking this as like the stereotypical assholes of who was yeah, supposed yeah, to get yeah. sex. <laughs> yeah, pretty something, much. Something like they that. make that exact same sound. Ex- How did you know? <laughs> I, what can I say? I'm one of them. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Don't even try. No, but like it would make sense in the fact that if you were actually asking for safety and it's just like this is a completely brand new partner and just like, okay, when was the last time you had sex and did you get tested and are you going to give me anything, you know? Give me? That makes sense what do you mean give me anything like if they have an std oh like when was oh. the last time they got tested i was like what kind of gift are you looking for <laughs> no. but the gift of stds that's not a gift i no, want no 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 that makes sense but that's in like my knowledge it's not a conversation that's had nearly enough that makes sense but in the stereotypical dude bro way no i feel like in in straight dating it's probably that conversation doesn't come up very often. Mm. I'm assuming maybe it comes up a little more in like, I don't know, like if you're on Grindr or something. Yeah, probably. Because I feel like... I think safe sex in general. It's more of a topic there. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy because like I'm pretty sh- I'm pretty sure nowadays if like, I, don't, I, I have no idea what the stats are, but I'm pretty sure like... STD pretty, rates are... It's pretty equal equal playing field. Like everyone. Well, the thing is with STDs, guys are more likely to pass them on. Girls are the ones who end up having more of the symptoms. So unless it's like HIV, which was like a big deal in like the gay community years ago, but now they have like a bunch of PrEP medications and like more safe sex and whatever. What is, what is PrEP medication? I've heard of that before. So PrEP is what you take uh, if you have a partner that is HIV positive or you think that they might be HIV positive and it makes your body less likely to actually contract the virus. Well, is it like a 99% chance you won't get it? Um, let me search it up real quick before I say some wrong information. You can just make a guesstimate. PrEP is actually a uh, acronym. It's called Pre-Exposure Prophylaxis. It's a way for people who do not have HIV but are at a substantial risk of getting it to prevent infection by taking a pill every day. So, it, yeah, it basically helps you not contract HIV. So it actually is really helpful for people who are living with HIV to actually still be sexually active. Because if you do have HIV, you can either only fuck people who also have HIV or have people who are on PrEP. Or you could just use condoms, I guess. Yes. But also it's like, you have the possibility of a condom breaking. Like that's a very common thing, right? I wonder if PrEP is expensive. It is. It's usually not covered by a lot of government health programs. I'm... Not entirely sure if it's covered by OHIP. Definitely not covered under 
basic government health programs in the U.S. I don't think. Man, that must probably be, depends on the state. Actually. That must be expensive to have HIV and AIDS and all that kind of stuff. Not only expensive, fucking horrible. <laughs> oh yeah, no, like obviously it's fucking horrible. It's horrible like cancer and any other thing. I'm just saying, like in terms of in like, terms of treatment, yeah, treatment and trying to have like an active sex life. That would kind of that would suck. And like, there's a huge stigma against people who are HIV positive, regardless of whether or not you got it through sex or not. Like, yeah. that's just one of the common ways of getting HIV. But if you're living with HIV and say your mom passed it down from you, and oh, people man. automatically assume that you're just sleeping around and But whatever. that can happen. Your mom can pass... Yeah, it's passed it... through the blood. Fuck, dude. Yeah. Jesus so Christ. So women who are HIV positive are more likely to pass it down to their kids. My God, that's like having a conversation with someone like you so how'd you get hiv it's like oh i got it from my mom yeah Fuck. it's actually a really big problem in a lot of uh poor african cities who don't have like access to safe sex or like don't have access to good health care or education Damn. and that's why there are a lot of initiatives like helping their governments and like spreading awareness because a lot of diseases get spread through lack of education shit man yeah, and a lot of HIV cases have actually come from the colonizers that brought them there and just left them. Thanks, I hit it. Yeah, like classic. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any weird Tinder stories? Um, I have nothing super super crazy. I mean, I've already told the story of the girl who sucked my tongue out, which really really hurt. <laughs> um, That's oh, by far one of my favorite stories. Other than that, um, it. It was pretty standard, just mm. on Tinder, you know. Um, I saw some girls were, uh, I don't know, normal girls. Normal girls. <laughs> uh, the only other, like, mildly interesting story to tell from that is this one girl that I saw for, like, I don't know, a month and a half or two months that was... She was, she was super nice, mm. super, super nice girl, but uh, every single what time... What constitutes as a nice girl like was she polite was she just like mild mannered like like mild mannered to the highest extent of oh mild. my god it was so mild like <laughs> not not a mild that you want but she was super nice like just very friendly like... you know she offered to pay before and stuff like that but like it's just conversation wise it was like talking to a drywall oh no it was really really bad was it like one word answers or was it like, like just unbelievably boring answer so you know i'd meet up with her and we try to talk for I, I i would try to talk for a bit and like she would give me like one or two word answers and i'm like cool <laughs> and then you know i i would test it out i wouldn't say anything for a bit see if she say anything it's like just she just stone, maintains the silence fucking stone obelisk just not saying anything i'm like cool <laughs> and then i talk some more and then i don't know it was just like it was one of three things one Maybe she was nervous. Mm. Two, she was really, really bad at conversation. Or three, she just didn't give a fuck. But, but she kept on wanting to meet up with you, so she probably gave a little bit of a fuck. She's she, probably just a combination of nervous and just bad at being a conversation person. Was she like that on text, too? No, not oh. as much. She was uh, okay. pretty chatty on text, actually. There you go. So probably just really bad at making conversation in real life. I've met people <sighs> like that. I don't know. I tried really hard, and mm. I was just like, I can't. I can't do this. It's just, it's so hard to, to try to talk to people. And I think I was, at that point in time, I was also just an overly nice phase where it's like, maybe I'll give a chance. I'll give another chance. Maybe I'll give another chance. I'll give another chance. Maybe I'll give another chance. Yeah. And then, like, I should have just probably, like, stopped it, like, the second time, like, and just not wasted her time or my time. Like, waste yeah. her time in that, like, I was like, hey, yeah, let's go out. And I probably got her hopes up. And then it's like, hey, by the way, let's, like, not go out anymore. Yeah. You know, kind of a dick move, right? It's not a dick move if it's like, if you're not being a dick about it. It's just like, hey, it just didn't work out. I guess. KP's by. Yeah. <laughs> KP's by. And then other than that, like just in terms of matching on Tinder, uh, one thing that I'll always remember is um, I was always overly concerned with how I would open up uh, mm -hmm. any any lines. Like I never I, I never wanted to be just the person that just said hi. <laughs> yeah. It's so fucking boring. Like, For me, I got a lot of matches who would just respond with hi, and I would just be like, okay, I'm waiting for something else. <laughs> well, just exactly. Like, uh, I feel like a guy isn't going to get a reply based off a hi, unless pretty good looking. Yeah. In or that... if I'm extremely bored. Yes. Yeah. So I would always, I don't know, either try to come up with something in 
incredibly stupid to say just to gauge some sort of reaction or I don't know just ask friends like yo what should I say to this mm. but like usually it, it was a combination of going onto the profile looking at their name trying to think of a pun having a really bad one <laughs> and then looking at really bad puns are in their own way really good though in a way I'm trying to recall some off the top of my head but I can't remember any and also another thing that I would do is I would look at the profile and if they had anything funny, I would try to play off of that and ask them a question on it. Mm. But uh, I did some notice... Some people have, like, some really low-effort profiles, though. I was going to say, a lot of profiles, at least just at the time that I was swiping around, yeah. was, like, just empty profiles or, like, I'm 18. <laughs> I'm 18. It's just like, this is not helpful. <laughs> not helpful at all. Well, we collectively weren't on Tinder for a very long time. Mm-mm. Like, maybe a year. If that. If that. If that. No yeah. way. Not even, like... Yeah, I definitely wasn't on it for more than a year. Wasn't that long no. that we were really messing around on there. I found you on Tinder. I didn't meet you on Tinder. We met. We met in real life. We met in university, but... But I found you on Tinder afterwards. We I was were, like, hey, it's this guy. <laughs> this guy. Just guy. We were... This guy. <laughs> we were interested originally after meeting on our sports team, and then I think we were kind of into each other. Yeah. I think I was, uh, and then... I don't know. I did not sit on your lap. This is a conversation. <laughs> this is a very long conversation for another time, but just <laughs> for the records, Victoria sat on my lap. I did not. And that's when I knew she was interested in nope, me. Nope, I and did not. And she, like, for some reason thinks that she didn't. Nope, I don't know. I didn't. I think she probably just had a stroke when she sat no, on my lap and, and probably forgot. Um, I did not sit on your lap. That's weird. It's weird, but you did it. You I drank. Didn't do it. You know what? I'm done with this conversation. <laughs> let's uh, let's pull up let's pull up Ray's text here. Okay, so I can't find the email on your phone, so you can have you can have to pull it up. The email. Yeah, she sent us an email. Oh, okay. So you were signed into my work email. That's why. Uh, okay. So Ray, my good friend Ray. Hi, Ray. What's up? Uh, she sent us an email. Finally, an email. Thank God. Um, and she recounted this. Catfish. She recounted men. Are we having some sort of journalism story? Okay, okay. One of her friends encountered a catfish on Tinder, and they wanted to, like, make sure it was a catfish. So she ended up matching with him, too, just to see. And this guy took a real creepy turn. Like, he most definitely did not... He was too attractive to be that person on the His name is Dwayne. The Rock Johnson. (laughs) So basically, they just started off very natural and casual. She was just like, okay, how's your weekend going? He was like, oh, it's the storm, whatever, weather, crap. And then, like, I'm going to say two seconds in, <laughs> like three or four chat bubbles in, he... Zero to 100. Yeah, zero to 100. He just starts asking, this is normal, though, on Tinder, like, what are you looking for on here? Yeah. And she was like, okay. I'm looking for something casual, not nothing too serious. And he was like, so like a friend was with benefits. And she was like, no, not exactly. Just like a casual relationship. It was like, okay. And then this is maybe like five chat bubbles down. He starts pushing her to come over. Like straight off the bat. They know nothing about each other at this point. Like this has gone from talking about the weather and the weekend to be like, hey, so you coming over? Let's fuck. Yeah, pretty much. He's like, okay, so when are you free? Are you going to be free? Well, because- I- I will say, if it's raining out, that's pretty sex weather, you know? It's pretty mood. Yeah, but not for, like, a complete rando who you know nothing about. I'm all for people hooking up with randos, but at least know whether you're safe. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah. And she, he was, like, asking for her location. She gave, like, a general location. And he was like, oh, I live, like, near the bluffs. And he was like, okay, cool. And then he starts pushing to be like, okay, you want to meet up tonight? Okay, if not tonight, can I? I can pick you up. And she was just like, uh, no, we're gonna, like, have to talk. And she was just like, I'll let you know. I'll, like, let you know my schedule. And then he starts being, like, super defensive. He was like, so do you usually put up this much defense? That's so... It's so strange. She was like... It's like, do you usually put up defense when I try to rape you? It's like, go away, Yeah, he was like, what the fuck? She was saying, okay, let's meet up for coffee first because I don't want to fucking get kidnapped. Yeah. And he was like... Oh, yeah, we can talk about, like, the episode of Game of Thrones at the coffee shop. And she was like, okay, cool. Like, I, this is, like, a random time, and here, we'll go meet up. And she was just, he was like, I have to ask, would you be against going back to my place after coffee? 
And she was like, I just told you mm -hmm. that I want to know people first before any of this happens. And he was like, do you always put up this much defense? And then the paragraphs start. Uh, classic wall text. I'll be honest, you're pretty hot. I'd like to take you back to my place and find out what really turns you on. <laughs> rather than sip on coffee and pretend this isn't what I want. And she was like, uh, I want to find out who you are before we do anything. And she's like, hmm, so you're kinky. This is like, you know, in like 2010, you saw those questions where it's just like, you want to play 20 questions? And then what? the chat bubbles are like, so do you like cats or dogs? And the next one is like, are you a virgin? <laughs> what? I've never heard yeah, of this before. It was like one of those classic dude things who, like, if you want to ask girls questions instead of like, speaking to them with an actual conversation, they'll be like, okay, I'll play along with your innocent game, ask one in innocent question, and then start asking you, like, these really, really, like... For, like, dating apps? Not... This is, like, before dating apps were a thing. Just regular dudes te texting. Oh, what the fuck? I will show you the meme later. It was really funny, though. Yeah, and he was just really, really pushing for her to get over to his house, and she was like, I ain't doing that. Yeah, I don't blame her. That's real creepy. I remember when I was on Tinder, I think there was this one guy, I don't know if it was more than one guy who did this, but there was definitely one dude who like sent me paragraphs of like how I was going to go to hell and everything. Like when I first started talking to him, he was like super normal. You're going to go to hell for what? I'm getting there. <laughs> I was like super normal, really normal, like brown dude around my age completely like fine we were talking about shows or whatever cool because i binge watched a lot of shows in like beginning of university and like then he asked me what does bi stand for in my biography because in my stands info bi stands for biography i was gonna say bi stands for bicycle but i told him like hey i'm bisexual and yeah. then he starts sending me paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs of how i like i tricked him and oh. Yeah. How I was going to go to hell and how it's unnatural. I was like, okay, unmatched. <laughs> how dare you like the same gender that he likes, you fucking freak. I know. I know. It was hilarious. There's also this other guy. It was a really nice date, but I could very much tell he was trying to get me drunk. This is a date you went on? Yeah. What happened? Uh, so first we went to somewhere to eat. Forget where we went to eat. And then he took me to, like, this live music jazz bar. That sounds sick. It was really cool. It was called the Orbit Room, and they had, like... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Orbit Room is okay. really nice, and he kept wanting to buy me drinks, so I, like, drank, like, maybe one or two drinks, but then I noticed he wasn't drinking either, and he drove, but also, like, he didn't have a single drink the entire night. Yeah. That's kind of creepy. Yeah. And he was, like, really pushing me to buy more drinks and more drinks and more drinks. And I was just like, no, 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 I'm good. Damn, dude. And the creepiest part was I was, I think, 19 turning 20 or just turned 20 and he was 27. If I was a girl and I was dating, I would carry, like, a, I don't know, like, bear spray on me? That's actually illegal. Bear spray? Yeah. So if you... Pepper spray is illegal. Bear spray isn't. Okay, so... The way that Ontario laws work is that if you have anything that could be used as a weapon and you use it as a weapon, it's technically illegal. Couldn't you argue that you're using it in Self defense? Self-defense, yes. But you, if you carry like a knife that looks like a key, that counts as carrying a weapon. What about a key that looks like a knife? <laughs> <laughs> no, like that's the thing. You can't carry pepper spray because of that. You can't carry like uh, knuckle bracers because of that. You can't use like... Your keys, using it as self-defense, fine, usually. But if you carry anything that's like that could be intended to use as a weapon and you use it on someone, you could be in the fault. I wish there was more lead pipes just sitting around the streets. That right? I, could just, <laughs> I just found it there. Yeah, it's just like, oh, self-defense. It was like on the floor. I yeah. just happened to be around a construction site. But that's also dangerous because the other guy could use it too. Just, it'd be great if we just had panes of glass everywhere and just fucking smacks people with no, it. No, it's it sucks though because... We shouldn't have to do that. <laughs> do we need First Amendment, right? Is that what we need in Canada? Just for, do we need guns? No. No, please don't. Uh, we need that, guns that's here. even worse. We need guns here. No, because like then you have all those stories in the US where like girls get shot for rejecting dumbasses. I don't want guns anywhere near here. That's no. the worst thing that could ever There's happen. There's so Canada. many stories of like high school kids rejecting like dumbass incel boys and they shoot them. 
or just shoot up an entire fucking school. Yeah. Yeah. Or that. Ease of access to guns. This is a whole rabbit hole. I do not want to jump down. <laughs> guns, bad. Just don't go out with people you don't know. I, I like don't mind. Well, that's just, the whole point of Tinder. You're going yeah, to I know. know, but like at least get to know some sort of information so that in case somebody something goes wrong, you tell someone and like they know what to do. Low key though, if I was on Tinder and like some hot girl was like, "Yo, come over to my place, let's fuck," I she would, would you I would, would be sacrificed to like the random. I would Illuminati. just I would just go do it. I I wouldn't even tell anybody. That's unsafe. I am I am that weak willed. That is unsafe, especially in Toronto. <laughs> Yes. Bruce MacArthur. Well, I don't think Bruce MacArthur pretended to be a woman. He was just no, he was he was, known in the gay community. Yeah, and he was like going out on dates with people too. I haven't seen a Brucette MacArthur, so I'm not too worried yet. <laughs> but when there's a Brucette MacArthur, that's when I'll be No, that's that's terrifying. when I'll have my, my barriers up. Not that I need them because I'm dating you, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could always turn around and kill you. You could, but that'd be a big waste of like three and a half years. Before, so I'd feel real bad for you. You know what? In that, in that po- if you were playing a ruse at this point just to kill me, jokes on you. You wasted three years with me, so you're bad. All part of my elaborate plan to get beef patties and jerk chicken poutine for me. Yes, that's a pretty good plan. That's pretty good. Those plan. are pretty top tier <laughs> choices. Anything else? I'm trying to think of any other Tinder stories I have. I don't really have anything else of interest to say for Tinder, but I did want to say that, you know, because this is this is the end of our of our first season of season one. And uh, we're looking to probably um, come back in about a month or so, maybe a bit longer, maybe a bit shorter, depending on how long we, we feel it out. But uh, on season two, I think that we'd be interested in maybe adding more segments or changing up a little bit. So, you know, if if you, the listener has any interesting tinder stories or yeah any dating we were thinking apps. of uh having a segment called tinder tales tinder tales uh you know funny crazy wacky stories of or so- really cute ones or yeah. really cute ones preferably insane ones just for my end. yeah but it would be nice to have it changed up a bit because i do know some couples who have like met on tinder if they've been dating for like years yeah yeah well i mean those are those are interesting but also much more boring compared to insanity. Hey, <laughs> it's good change of pace. These are two different opinions. Or, or we could just have funny ones because there's a lot of weird there's a lot of there's a lot ones. of weird shit. I, spe- I think Nicole's Nicole's is the top. I will tier. be lustful. I will be lustful, baby bird. <laughs> that is in. I'm pr- I'm surprised there wasn't like a dead goat in the corner. <laughs> that is so weird. That is super fucking weird. Um, but yeah, if you guys have any any tender stories. Uh, or please. any stories in general. Like, if you have any ideas for the show, we're going to have so many new updates once we release season two. We're going to have a mic. We're going to possibly be moving out. We're going to be... Many things. Many things. Many things. Many things. <laughs> but yeah, I don't have anything else for Tinder right now. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you do, but that's just, an idea. That's just an idea to throw out. Um, yeah. If you guys have anything, save them up. Let us know a little later. Email us or message us. Or email us. us now so you can get the first pick. Either or. First spot. Either or. Thank you so much for listening up until now. We didn't expect this many people to actually listen to us. We were like, hey, maybe like five of our friends will listen. Well, I thought just in general, like we'd have maybe on average five. Five people listening. (laughs) Something. Um, But coming up on the end of this first run, we're over 250. Over 250 players or something like that, uh, which is way, way higher than I had expected. You know, I, I didn't think we'd break triple digits at all yeah we were like this is our fun passion project this is what we're gonna do outside of our nine to five just to have some sort of creative outlet and honestly i'm glad that you guys enjoyed it well something else where i'm interested and i think you're interested as well in doing is perhaps setting up uh cameras so that we can actually like record this not only as uh, a podcast but also post it on youtube just as a well actually i guess if, if if we were video editing too would that become the primary thing i don't know we'll see maybe we can release some bonus episodes of us video recording well there's there's a lot of things i want to do and one of my favorite um trends that kind of already passed but i was watching uh really bored was people doing those stupid box things where 
Oh, the... There's, there's a box, uh, and you can't see what's inside of it. As, but the as, audience can see. The, the audience can see. So it's like, you put your hand in, what could be in there? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was watching some of that stuff, and that shit's just so it's funny. It's so funny. And I'd love to get, like, um, maybe a reoccurring guest or someone on doing that with us or something along those lines. Um, oh, yeah. If you want to be a guest on our show, just hit us up. Yeah. Some people have already asked. I'm not really sure how we're going to... Work it out. Work it out. Um, maybe just draw straws here i'll just put some people's <laughs> names on them yeah but we'll see as always you can listen to us anywhere that you listen to podcasts apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify anchor breaker radio public if you want to shout us out you said or... apple apple Podcasts, right yeah i did i haven't actually checked this out in apple Podcasts. if you listen to us on apple Podcasts, can you please leave us a really good rating yo honestly if you guys can rate us anywhere please do that because that would be sick if we could have four digits for our views our view counts our that's play counts. our goal for season two i don't think we're gonna hit a thousand i really don't i think really so. think we can with all the updates and like actually getting it down this is like our starter one i think we can do it if, i think that's like a doable goal if we hit a thousand i'd be really excited if we hit a thousand yeah that'd be cool that'd be really cool that'd be cool but that's that's for the future i guess so if you guys want to help us out with that send us in your stories or shout us out do anything you can. Give us love. Give us love. Uh, our handle is always 22Tango, like number 22 Tango podcast at Gmail or on Twitter or on Instagram. We do have a Facebook page, but we don't really use it because who the fuck uses Facebook anymore? I haven't set it up, but I probably should. I mean, if you're a really I, old fart. I want that old audience. That's true. We're probably going to set up a YouTube channel soon and maybe a SoundCloud, so... SoundCloud? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's yeah. rap. Let's I'm going to get the rap game? No. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to start stop. us off. Please stop. Ready? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, I can't do it. I'm not. No. I'm too embarrassed. <laughs> Anything else? No. All right. Peace.